Wealthy Helpers is a resource for helping professionals who want to live a financially healthy life. I'm Dr. Tracy Board, certified clinical psychologist and certified financial therapist. You give so much to others. Let's make sure you're taken care of too. Getting better at your personal finances can be overwhelming. For a lot of people who are trying to figure this out, they start looking up information and the jargon is confusing. There's so much information out there. There are so many steps to take for the different aspects of personal finance. And so what can often happen is that people shut down. When we get overwhelmed, we are like turtles and we go hide in our shell because I can't look at all of this stuff. It is entirely too much for me to take in. If you relate to that, then this episode is for you. I want to talk about how you can improve your financial health by taking baby steps. You as a helping professional, you are the one walking alongside people as they make changes in their life or as they grow in certain areas of their life. Whether you are working with students, clients, patients, you're not expecting them to become experts at whatever you're working on together overnight. And so the same applies to your own personal finances. It would be unfair of you to think that you should be an expert at this overnight. In the same way that the people that you're helping on a day-to-day basis, they have to implement small steps over time to become better. The same thing applies to you and your personal finances. So when I'm talking about financial health, what exactly am I talking about? And this is an episode that I have coming up, the aspects of financial health. But I'm going to break it down for you today, just briefly, and later on we'll have a more extensive conversation about it. When I'm talking about financial health, in the finance world, in the finance industry, most financial professionals are talking about your financial picture. And when they're talking about your financial picture, they're usually talking about how are you spending the money that you make? How much money are you making? How much saving are you doing? Do you have an emergency fund? How much are you investing for your future? How protected are you uh, from catastrophes that happen in life? Those are the things that they are interested in. And those are the things that are dollars and cents. Those are factual. You can pull someone's bank account or investment account. You can see the numbers in black and white. I also like to consider the behavioral and the emotional side to personal finance. I'm not a financial professional inherently. I am now, but at my core, I'm a psychologist. And for me, I think about emotions and behavior and how they impact the things that we do in our life. And in this case, the things that we do with our money. 
So for me, financial health is not just the black and white numbers on a page, but it's also how you feel about money, how you feel about your financial situation, as well as the behaviors that you're doing that impact your financial situation. For instance, are you at Target every other day? Are you at Starbucks every other day? Are you ignoring the bills that are piling up or the debt that you have? Those things are behavioral, those things are emotional. And so when I talk about improving your financial health, I am talking about a combination of those things. Being able to have a healthier relationship with money, how you feel about money and your financial situation. I want you to feel more comfortable. I want you to be doing things that are in your best interest long-term. And also taking a look at the money that you're making and the saving that you're doing and the spending that you're doing and the investing that you're doing. So let's talk about how we can take baby steps in all of those areas. And I think if I'm counting correctly, I'm probably at like four or five areas. So let's break it down. One of the things that is helpful to remember is Rome was not built in a day. So if I'm thinking about building, and I know absolutely nothing about building, so if you know anything about architecture and construction, please do not come for me. <laughs> but I think about, okay, if I want to build, I should probably take some measurements first. And so in your financial situation, you should probably take some measurements first as well. So a measurement might look like pulling your bank statements and seeing where your money has been going, um, tallying up for this past month, now that we are at the end of a month, how much money did I spend on food and groceries, takeout, uh, the utilities, um, my car note, how much money did I put aside for a saving? So taking stock of where you're at is one step that you can take. When I think about building, after I take measurements, I have to get my materials. So getting materials might look like something like creating a budget or a spending plan or your chief financial officer plan, whatever you want to call it. It might also look like getting books so that you can learn more about personal finance. It can look like finding more podcasts like mine to listen to. It might mean working one-on-one -on -one with someone who can help you with your financial situation. So putting that together. When I think about building, you're stacking one thing on top of the other until you have your big picture. And for me, even though I am a financial professional and provider, I still think about this for my own self. I'm going to let you in on a secret. In case nobody has told you, there is no such thing as being done with your personal finances. There is no day where you're going to wake up and you're like, 
all right, I took care of everything, it's all done. This is a continuous process over the course of your life. And just like how on a day-to-day basis, we should be monitoring things like, am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough sleep? Have I moved my body enough? Am I resting enough? What is my stress like on a day-to-day basis? Monitoring those things on a day-to-day basis is something that we should be doing over the course of our life. Just like monitoring our personal financial picture is something that we should be doing over the course of our life. And so that will look different depending on what's going on in your world and what's going on in your life at that point in time. But it is important for us to think about it that way because then it just becomes a regular part of your life. For me, I have talked in the past about being a money Martian. I was never into money, never into personal finance. This wasn't a topic that I talked about openly in the past. And once I got to a point where I realized the significance, not only for me now, but also for my future, I started becoming more comfortable with taking a look at it on a regular basis. And for you, that might mean looking at it once a week if you're not used to doing it at all. And eventually you get to a point where you find your own rhythm. It's kind of like training for a marathon or going to the gym. You're not going to get up one morning and run 13 miles, 26 miles. You're going to start off slow. Okay. And so that's the picture that you should have in your head. Um, Let's talk about each of the areas that I talked about earlier. So the emotional, the behavioral, and then we'll talk about spending, saving, investing. So one thing that you are already doing to improve your financial health is your hair. You're listening along. Um, If you are also following on Instagram, I post uh, the stories fairly regularly with tips and pointers that I find helpful. And so follow along on Instagram at Wealthy Helpers if you're not. This is one way that you are taking a baby step because just getting exposure to more information is helpful for you. In terms of the emotional side of money and your relationship with money, trying to understand why you do the things that you do is another way to take a baby step to improving your financial health. If we can understand why we've done the things that we have done in the past, we can make changes. Another behavioral step would be paying attention to your patterns of behavior. Do you avoid talking about money like I used to? Do you avoid looking at your bills, looking at your statement? That is a behavior. Or on the flip side, are you overindulgent? Are you spending money without paying attention to how much you're spending? Are you treating yourself probably more than you should be treating yourself or your kids? Uh, Because a lot of parents tend to do that. Or are you just really vigilant and not really spending money because you have fears around your money? 
Those are things to pay attention to. And once you get that awareness, that is a baby step because then you can act on that baby step. You can do something that can move you in a healthier direction. When it comes to your spending, tracking your spending is one baby step that you can take. Paying attention to how much you're spending in the various aspects of your life is another way that you can take baby steps to improve your financial health. I will include in the show notes for today's episode a link for an article that I often refer people to. It's called 100 Ways to Get 1% Better with Your Finances. And the general concept is that by just improving things by 1% every step of the way, it eventually adds up. And there are things that you can do to improve how much money you're spending. For instance, this is one thing that was really helpful for me to know back when I was taking an audit of my own personal finances. If you live in a house or an apartment, then it's important for you to know that your electricity bill is influenced by the behavior of what's going on in your house. So for instance, uh, your AC unit is the largest use of your electricity. And so if you monitor how much you're using it, you will influence what your bill looks like. Things like keeping the blinds drawn during the summertime so that the interior remains cool and opening them up in the winter time so that you're using some more of the sun. That is an example of 1%, one tiny step that you can take that will add up in the end. And it's not just necessarily about cutting back because for a lot of people, the issue is how much they're spending, but for some people, it's also how much they're making. Are you making enough money? Do you know what your expenses are in order to be able to answer that question? Because if you don't know what your expenses actually are, how much you're actually spending each month, how much you need and how much you want, then you won't really have an idea of whether you're making enough or not. So that is another thing to consider. Um, When it comes to saving a baby step could be something like automating, just going into your bank account and setting up an automation so that it automatically deducts on a certain date, say once a month, and then you don't have to think about it. That's an example of a baby step that you can take. Another one might be opening a savings account. So generally speaking in the financial world, we talk about high yield savings accounts because most traditional banks are not offering much in terms of the interest that you can build on your money that you can gain while your money is sitting in a savings account. But some banks or some banking institutions do offer high yield savings accounts where you're more likely to get more interest for the money that you have sitting in there. And so a baby step might look like opening a high yield savings account and setting up an automation so that it goes from one to the next. Uh, 
Another example for investing in your future could be something like increasing the contribution that you have going into your investment account by 1%. This is a baby step that I need to take. It's now the end of Q1 for 2023. And I've been thinking about where my money is and what's been going on. And that's one step that I need to take before the week ends so that I can increase just by a little bit how much I am putting away for my future. So for investing for your future, it might look like increasing how much you are contributing. It might mean trying to understand what options you have. So for instance, if you work for a nonprofit, you probably have a 403B. Now you have a Roth option, you have uh, other things that you can be considering that your employer might offer if you have benefits. If you're a teacher, you might have a TSB and so on. And so one baby step might mean Googling to search and understand what exactly do I have available to me? If you are in your own business or your own private practice, that might mean taking a look to see what exactly is a solo 401k? What is a SEP IRA? How do people with their own businesses invest for their future? Those are examples. And so the takeaway from this is that you can change your financial picture by just taking small steps at a time. Don't feel like you need to eat the whole elephant in one sitting. I don't even know where that saying came from. You know what? I'm going to look that up. <laughs> but basically, if you break things down into just bite-sized pieces, then you can make grand change over the course of time. So I hope that this is helpful for you. Tune in next time. I will be talking a little bit more in depth about the various aspects of financial health. And if you're not following on Instagram, go ahead and do so at Wealthy Helpers. It's really helpful for me if you're listening on Apple, if you would leave a review on the website as well as rate it hopefully five stars and if no one else has said it to you yet for this week i want to thank you so much for the work that you do and i am looking forward to talking to you Podcast episodes drop twice a month, but you can get even more information on the website at wealthyhelpers.org or on social media at Instagram and TikTok at wealthyhelpers. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review and share with your colleagues. When you check out the website, you can leave a letter if you have a question for me or if you'd like to leave me some feedback. And as always, thank you so much for the work that you do. This podcast is meant to be used for informational and educational purposes only. It does not represent financial advice and is not a substitute for a working relationship with a financial advisor or a mental health provider.